right, here we go. Welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark. Today is Thursday, October 13th, CPI data day. And wow, the markets did not disappoint. We'll take a look at this here in a moment. And it's also our last broadcast here from Cayman Island uh, because I'm heading back tomorrow. You're heading back on Saturday. Saturday. Yep. And uh, well, time in paradise over. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, okay, super excited. If uh, this is your first time you're watching the show, I'm Marcus Hardcutter. This is my head coach, Mark Hodge. And uh, we, we have a lot of trading experience. We, we are real traders who are trading live accounts here. Uh, we, so we show you what's happening in the markets and then also how we are trading this. And uh, also, we have a video for you if this is your first time here. We'll link to it in the description. You can take a look at this. But we need to take a look at the markets. And I, I kind of feel that I need to go to a five-minute chart of the futures markets. I, I think the five-minute chart shows a, a clearer picture of what the heck's going on. All right. So uh, <laughs> let's actually choose the NASDAQ, go to a five-minute chart. Look at that. And we actually... Uh, I want to scrunch it to this so that we see what happened here in overnight action. Because, I mean, overnight, the markets were doing well. This morning, before the CPI data came out, it looked like the markets were opening a percent higher. Yeah. Yeah, we had a, you, you see it right there. Uh, with overnight trading, we had a, a nice push higher during the European session after uh, a little bit of flat trading prior to that. Nice rally heading into the open. Looked like things were going to be positive, but... We've been talking about CPI data all week long. 8.30 Eastern time was when this data was released and markets and traders hated the news. <laughs> yeah, because if if you look at what happened there, it's like, whoa, what a drop. And if, if you really measure it and look from the high that we made during the overnight session to the lows, it's a four and a half percent drop. That's a huge drop. That's That's a big reversal. From yeah. highs to lows, yep. So let's take a look at uh, at what happened here. And uh, this is where, if you look at the economic calendar, we see that we have core CPI, the CPI year over year. That's a new metric that we have right now. And the CPI months over months, because typically only this has been displayed. But right now, everybody wants to know how is it or year over year. So let's talk about what this means. Yeah, I like seeing the year over year number because normally it's mentioned, but it's not shown in the actual data. But I, I think that's important to see. And uh, we see that the forecast, it was expected to be 8.1% year over year. Uh, it came in at 8.2%. So inflation data is showing that inflation is continuing to increase that is not what the fed wanted to see what traders wanted to see traders were hoping that we would come in in line or even lower um and that just wasn't the case although lower compared to the previous reading lower compared to the previous months but i mean at some point the, the fed was hoping that the aggressive hiking of interest rates would cool down the economy and inflation and this hasn't happened just yet so uh, CPI coming in, increasing 0.4%. I mean, keep in mind, the Fed wants to wants inflation to decrease. So yes. eventually, we need to see some negative numbers here, and it is still increasing. Not as much as it did in June, and in June we had the year over year at 9%. So we are lower, but not really going towards the 2% that the Fed would like to see. Exactly. We're still running hot here. I mean. Even uh, with the numbers, there was a 2.1% decline in energy, but a four point, uh, I'm sorry, uh, oh, I, I missed my numbers. Um, <laughs> I thought I had them down here 
And my notes are just, oh, food up 11.2% from a year ago. So that's the thing. We were expecting energy to decrease. So we saw those decreases, thought that might help. Um, but food is just getting more and more expensive. And also transportation services. They were up 14.6% annually, up another 1.9% last month. Yeah. So what, what does this mean right now? This is where uh, the probabilities for uh, an interest rate increase have changed. Right now, traders are factoring in, okay, 75 basis points is a done deal. And now we have even a low probability of possibly a 1% rate hike. Yeah, after the report this morning, we shifted from pretty much the 75 basis point being what's expected and maybe a 50 uh, basis point hike uh, still on the table, but completely changed after the report. A small probability that a 1% uh, hike is gonna take place. Uh, so traders really are counting on that 75 basis point hike, which would be the fourth consecutive 75 basis point hike that we've seen. And actually going a little further, uh, last I looked, traders were counting on a 62% probability of a fifth 75 basis point hike, which is huge. Yeah, let's take a look at this because until earlier this morning, everybody was uh, hoping or expecting that the Fed is done with the 75 basis points after the next meeting and goes back to a 0.5%. But these probabilities have shifted as changed. Right now, traders are factoring a 62% probability of a fifth hike of 75 basis point, pushing interest rates into the 475 to 5% range for next year. Exactly. And at least based on what we know now and what traders are projecting, uh, it looks like there's no relief until the end of the year where traders are thinking that maybe we take a step back down, uh, but interest rates will remain high throughout 2023. Right. Now, yesterday, also the Fed meeting minutes were released. And uh, so we talked about it here also with our mastermind. What, what do we think? Is it possible to go for the big guns and do a 1% hike? And I don't think, think so, because yesterday when the Fed meeting minutes were released, yeah, they already said expect higher rates to stay in place. They also said during the meeting minute, we are surprised that the economy is not slowing down. We are surprised that, intra, uh, that inflation is not yet moving lower. So that's, of course, not good if they are surprised. But there's one sentence that was in the meeting minutes yesterday that traders liked yesterday and that still there's still some hope that we're not bringing out the big guns of the 1%. And this was here where it says several participants noted, particularly in the current highly uncertain global economic and financial environment, would be important to calibrate the pace of further policy tightening with the aim of mitigating the risk of significant adverse effects on the economic outlook. What does this mean in English? Well, maybe <laughs> that, the, that the Fed is recognizing that this can't go on for too long and that they need to consider the economy as well. Uh, right now, the, the everything that we see data-wise shows that the economy is strong, and that's why the Fed has been so aggressive with hikes. Um, but then that shift back to uh, you know making sure that the economy isn't just hammered uh, with these rate hikes. Uh, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a positive, but you still need to get inflation under control. And right now it's not. Hey, do you think that an emergency meeting is possible? No, no, absolutely not. Yeah, yeah I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I think that especially because of the data that we've had released and, and what's going on between now and the November 2nd meeting, 
Uh, I don't see one either. Okay. Now, before we talk about how exactly we have been trading it, this morning when we looked at the data and say, okay, we need to get ready. So we talked uh, with our mastermind about it. Okay, here's our game plan. Let's take a look at a, a few earnings that came out because I mean, with the CPA data, it got a little bit overshadowed, but we did have earnings, for example, from Domino's Pizza. And uh, we see that right now Domino's Pizza is up 9% in a market that is right now falling. This is interesting. I mean, it's just a few companies that have reported earnings. And, and so it's just the beginning. But we had Pepsi reporting uh, better than expected earnings and expecting good numbers uh, here. Domino's Pizza up so far. Earnings have been pretty good, all things considered. Yeah, we also had uh, Walgreens reporting earnings. And uh, I mean, they're up right now 4%. They were up as much as 7% this morning, also on better than expected earnings. And most importantly, and we talked about this, their outlook has not changed. Uh, they say we have a strong outlook going into the fourth quarter and going into 2023. Yeah, Delta too. Delta, they say that they're expecting another profit uh, in Q4 and uh, that things are, are looking pretty good with the air travel, even in spite of inflation and uh, higher costs. Yeah, so up 2.7%. And that's kind of encouraging because everybody said, oh, well, we are concerned about earnings. So earnings have kicked off with these uh, bigger companies. We have a few more coming up tomorrow, which will be the financial companies. So JP Morgan, Wells Fargo, City, think Morgan Stanley. So we have a few coming out tomorrow and we'll get some more. But so far, I want to say, the earnings that we have received from bigger companies are encouraging. I would agree. Uh, and uh, we'll see what the big banks have to say. Okay. Now, going back to a five minute chart of the Emin and Nasdaq. So he here's what we said, how we got ready this morning. When we looked at the markets and we looked at that drop and we saw that this was a four and a half percent drop, we, we basically said, oh yeah, get ready to trade in the open because that might be the low of the day. Yeah, I mentioned uh, to you, uh, actually, uh, you said, so what do you think? And I said, I believe this is an overreaction, but I would not be buying at the open. However, selling puts below the market, that that to me was definitely something I was looking to do. Yeah, and there were a lot of opportunities popping up on the scanner. I mean, no surprise there because with such a massive down move, this is where we have opportunities to sell puts, uh, which we were looking to do. So I, I just want to show a few that we were considering. So one of them being Met, MetLife. Uh, I'm going to zoom out a little bit so that it's a little bit easier to see here. Uh, but MetLife has held up really, really good in this market environment pretty much uh, since uh, April last year, trading in a range between 58 and 70. And right now it's kind of gone, but this morning we had the 58 and the 59 strike on the scanner. Yeah, I was taking a, a close look at this one. The 59 was popping up. That was definitely possible. I was looking at the 58. It looked like with the, the stock moving lower that the 58 was going to give us enough premium to get that 30% annualized. So I was, uh, I had my, my finger on the, the buy button or the sell button in this case. Uh, but we just didn't get there at the 58. The 59 would have worked and then we started to see a reversal. Yeah, very similar to HIG. Uh, so very, very similar chart, very similar companies, highly correlated. So you would pick one over the other. Yeah. Uh, but we also look for a possibility right now, since we we're pulling back uh, the strike price way too high, but earlier possibility. And that's what we talk about with our mastermind, right? Uh, pick your favorites and then get ready 
to place the order right in the open because we said this might be a reversal. We, we never know, but based on our experience, uh, it, it, it almost looked like it that this was an overreaction and then volatility can get sucked out of the market. And looking at the VIX, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, and you know, this is actually one of the beautiful things about being an options seller because sometimes traders will say, well, I don't want to trade the open. I, I'm going to wait until an hour after markets are open because there's too much volatility and uncertainty. Well, that is great when you're selling options because when you have uncertainty and volatility, options prices are going to be more expensive. So we want that. And I'm happy to trade at the open and uh, selling puts below the market by 5 10%. It means that you have a little bit of a cushion in case there's a little more downside. So uh, again, uh, here there was that volatility rush and then crush. Uh, interesting to see that that the VIX is falling even though we're down, but that just goes to show you how much traders were anticipating the, these numbers. Yeah, we also talked about it with our mastermind this morning. It's interesting to see that the VIX is not trading at new highs for the year. I mean, no. the markets are trading at new lows yep. for the year and the VIX is not. In fact, today, even though the markets are down, the VIX, the fear index, is also going down. Yeah, so a little bit of a divergence there and uh, not as much fear as we saw at the beginning of the year, at least based on options premium. And that's what the VIX tracks, S&P 500 premium. Uh, and we see that even though markets are down, uh, the, the VIX is edging down as well. Although S&P making a nice comeback. Uh, yeah, I mean, pretty much all of the indices are making a nice comeback and the S&P is, is battling to break a six day losing streak. So we're coming off a six day losing streak. And today, if the S&P and the Nasdaq manage to finish positive, it would be broken. Otherwise, a seven day losing streak. I mean, that, that's not that's happening that one. often. I mean, you look back <laughs> over the last, what, five years? Mm -hmm. And I think a seven day losing streak, we only had a handful of times. Yeah, I can remember two, two three. Uh -huh. less than five times in five years. So that's uh, something that is highly unusual. Yeah, and another thing that was interesting, I saw that the number of 1% or greater moves in the S&P, we're, we're seeing uh, more than we've seen over the last two weeks uh, since April 2020 during the pandemic. Yeah. So we're getting these big moves, which is, which is good for trading. Right. So uh, another stock that popped up this morning that uh, we really liked uh, was Marriott. Uh, we are already yes. in a Marriott trade, so not for us, but there was another possibility. However, this morning uh, it would have been possible to trade the 130 and 131. And again, right now with volatility being sucked out of the market, uh, the strike price that is possible right now is way higher. So I wouldn't take the trade, but this, uh, this was this morning. And this goes back to what you said, it's kind of scary that when the markets are falling like a rock to sell put options because this is where like, oh, how much further will they fall? Will I get aside? And this is why stock selection is so important. Exactly. Exactly. And it's also just strategy wise, right? Because if you're just saying I'm buying the S&P at the open, there's going to be that volatility and it could be that it's more of a gamble. But if you're selling a put below the market, you have that cushion it's okay even if it continues to fall because you know you're going to get that, that premium spike and get paid for it. Yeah, and this is why we, we keep stressing it and uh, we have filters that help us filtering out the best stocks. So if we think, for example, about uh, the ones that we talked about uh, with MetLife and we look at the fundamentals here, uh, we see that this is just a super solid company. A P ratio of 15, a dividend yield of 3.17, 
Uh, if you look at the quarterly results, uh, they're they are okay, but annual results, and that's what's most important, uh, we, we just see super solid company, I mean, solid revenue, they have their profit margins under control. And you see, despite the pandemic in 2021, or what's happening, the turmoil that's happening in the markets right now, just a super solid company. So yeah. do, you, do you really think that they will go out of business? No, and that's why it's important to pick these value stocks. Yeah, and uh, when I was looking at Met versus Hartford, at first I was taking a closer look at Hartford. Um, their numbers look uh, pretty good as well. Uh, the one thing that was nice about Met is, uh, there you see, uh, Met was positive uh, every year with their net income. Also, Met has a dividend that's coming up if you were to get a sign and an extra week before earnings. So that made me look more at, closer at Right, Met. because we are going into earnings season right now. So therefore, it's important to know how you are trading options. And we have very specific rules how we trade options into earnings season. And uh, we did a video about this that we're gonna to link to right here. So take a look at this video of how to trade options going into earnings season, which is in full swing right now. And uh, then we'll see you again next week from our offices. Happy trading, everybody.